the night I hear him talk The coldest story ever told Somewhere far along this road He lost his soul To a woman so heartless How could you be so heartless? Oh, how could you be so heartless? How could you be so cold as the winter wind When it breeze yo Hola, you're listening to the Life Imperative podcast with your host, Mr. Brando Harper. What's going on, people? Today is October 23rd. It's a Sunday, per usual, 2022. And I'm your host, Brandon Harper. You've caught another episode of Life in Paradise podcast, the only show on the interwebs that doesn't talk about anything to do with the title. Well, maybe it does sometimes. I'm just a regular dude with a regular job and lots and lots of opinions. So I come here about once every week or so to get them off my chest. Some you'll agree with and others you won't. And I'm perfectly okay with that. Because the world would be a boring place if we all agreed about everything all the time. I think it's normal to recognize differences in cultures. And I think it's acceptable and even funny to joke about them. And if you don't find my sense of humor funny, well, that's okay, because I probably wouldn't find your sense of humor funny, too. And if there's one thing you need to know about me, it's that I don't do pre-recorded intros. I'm the co-owner of a brewery in South Texas, along with a few other little teeny tiny businesses. Most of what you'll hear on here is ranting, commentary, and jokes. Lots and lots of jokes. Because humor is how we deal with adversity. No matter what anybody tells you, even the wokesters. Okay, I'm already starting to ramble and rant and we're not even started yet. Sit back, relax, and let me control the tic-tac-shaped flying object for about the next 45 minutes. Talking, 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 talk. Baby, let's just knock it off. They don't know what we've been through. They don't know about me and you. So I got something new. Summer is finally gone, at least for a few months. We got a nice break from the heat, and winter is here. It's almost the end of October, and that's about when it typically cools off here in South Texas. So I'm excited to now have highs in the mid to upper 80s instead of mid to upper 90s. Welcome to wintertime, baby. I've been working uh, this weekend all day yesterday. Went to a little uh, catering event at a wedding, which was pretty fun. First time I've ever worked at a wedding, which, oh man, if you don't know why I laugh, that's okay. But if you know why I laugh, that's even better. 
And today I've been studying for my test tomorrow. I'm taking the the test to obtain my life insurance license so I can sell life insurance, which let me just say, I, I might talk a little bit more about it, but let me just say, I don't like life insurance. I hate it. It's boring. I've never been interested in it. It's just a bunch of gobbledygook for these huge financial institutions to make money. I've always felt that way, and I always will. But in order to complete the program that I'm going through to get these other two securities licenses, you have to complete the course and the test for life insurance, which they know what they're doing because if they didn't make you do this, nobody would do it. It's so boring, and it's like a different language. Ugh. I don't know why, but life insurance is just not not interesting to me. I, I think it kind of... It makes me feel like if I get life insurance, it may be more likely that I die. And I know that's stupid. I know. I know it's stupid. But I kind of just feel that subconscious kinetically, that's what I feel like's going on. So my test is tomorrow uh, around lunchtime, I think. It's all remote online as long as you have a, a camera set up pointing at your face and audio going in the room so they can hear if anyone's talking to you. And you can take it remotely. So... You only get one shot to take it remote. If you fail, you have to go take it in person. So I'm doing everything I can to not have to go take it in person. The older I get, the further into this game called life, the less I like to do things in person. And I know that's probably not the good thing to say. It's probably not the right thing to say. But, man, I have a hard time dealing with people sometimes. Well, most of the time I have a hard time dealing with people. So wish me luck. I will report back one way or another next week. I'm feeling okay about it. I've taken a bunch of practice tests. You have to make like a either a 70 or 75 on the state exam to pass. And I've been doing like 80, 85. And I'll be the first to admit, I'm trying to just get the bare minimum, okay? At first, I was like, I'm going to take this thing. I'm going to dominate it. And then you get to these questions like, how many days after someone is caught committing fraud do you have to turn them into their supervisor before they can legally take action? And what's the maximum? It's just like, oh, my gosh. Like, who cares? This is so stupid. I feel like back in the day when I would just cram before tests and you you just jam it all in your brain. You walk in, you regurgitate it, and then when you walk out, it's gone. And that's that's kind of what I've been doing for the last two weeks. So tomorrow is regurgitation. Ooh, sound like Joe Biden there. Tomorrow's regurgitation day. So I will plan on reporting back. Okay, enough about me and my life insurance license quest. A lot of times you'll hear me drop funny clips. Well, at least they're funny to me. And liners into this thing. So I I over the years I've built up a a library of funny videos that I've found on the interweb. So I'm randomly just going to play some, but this is one one of my all-time favorites. Uh, a kid named Latarian Milton, who this was a news clip, and this little boy was seven years old. And he stole his grandmother's car. He went on a joyride and just destroyed the whole thing. Hit a couple of mailboxes, some other cars. Nobody was hurt, but it, it definitely totaled the vehicle, broke the wheel off the axle. And, you know, if you ever get bored and you want to search the YouTubes, just look for Latarian Milton, L-A-T-A-R-I-A-N, Milton. This is about a minute, minute and a half long, something like that. 
Latarian Milton is not your typical seven-year-old. Few his age have ever driven an SUV up and down several busy streets. It all started at his mother's townhouse. Latarian says he took the car keys and hopped into his grandmother's Dodge Durango. When I came through the back door, I looked on the counter, my keys were gone. I took my grandma's car because I got mad at my mom, and then I suddenly had my friend come in, and he smoked with cigarettes. He started the vehicle and put it into gear. I yanked, the, I yanked it. I yanked the um, thing. And off they went. Two seven-year-olds alone on the road. Latarian drove several miles through Lake Park in Palm Beach Gardens. We got the one call that I told you about of a driver in the vehicle who looked too short to be able to see over the steering wheel. Along the way, he ran over two mailboxes, hit two parked cars in a Costco parking lot, and struck two moving cars near Walmart. I want to do it because it's fun. It's fun to do bad things, to drive into a car. But did you know that you could perhaps kill somebody? Yes, but I wanted to do horror stuff for my friend. It all ended on Investment Lane and Consumer Drive. That's where Latarian hit the curb and sideswiped the sign. The SUV took most of the beating, snapping off one of his axles and wheels. A grandmother's rage. I want to whip his behind. That's what I want to do right now. If I thought they wouldn't take me to jail, I'd whip his behind right now. You don't think he should be punished for all of this? Just a little bit. No video games for a whole weekend. And one unusual story for police. You, are you sorry? Yes. You understand that now your grandma's going to have to pay to have those cars fixed because yes. you hit those cars. Can my mom help her? That line at the end may be the best line. Can my mom help her? <laughs> oh man, you know, I didn't grow up with kids who drove around cars and wrecked them and crashed them. I didn't I didn't have those kinds of kids in my life. So when I see these videos that that show this real life nonsense, it's funny to me, man. I could not imagine having a kid who thinks it's okay to steal his grandmother's car and go crashing it all to pieces because his friend comes over and smokes cigarettes. I want to do it cuz it's fun. It's fun to do bad things. Speaking of bad things, I am now a fan of someone famous that I never thought I would be a fan of. In fact, I used to kind of ridicule this person and make fun of him and say things like, oh, he's just trying to be famous. He's not really talented. He doesn't really think for himself. But I, I'm wrong. I'm wrong, and I just realized it. And it's Kanye West, otherwise known as Yee. And I know a lot of people out there are saying, But I thought you didn't like black people. I don't know why you would think that. That's the dumbest thing I ever heard in my life. So shut your mouth. But I, I like him because he he says what he thinks. And he's no longer worried about what the media says about him. And he doesn't care about what people's opinion of him are. He just starts to call things like he sees them. And he openly admitted to not be willing to speak his mind because of who he was married to. He was in the spotlight, and he couldn't couldn't say things without pissing off people that he cared about and, and affecting their image. And he finally comes out and says, you know what? I'm the richest black man in the world. No one can any longer tell me what to say anymore. I'm going to say whatever I want to say. And good, good for him. Now, he's recently said some stuff that's going to get some people to go after him. And... What he said was, well, he's being labeled as anti-Semitic, which, you know, <laughs> this term, this term hasn't been around until recently for like the last, I don't know, 50 years. I didn't know that word growing up. I didn't know what anti-Semitic means. I mean, we're, we've gotten to a point where you can't say anything bad about a group of people because then you're, you're anti this or you're whatever phobic, 
or it's just it's just a way for people who disagree with with what you're saying to knock you down instead of saying like let's just talk about this example with Kanye right he's recently come out and he's made remarks about how the the Jewish people how they control different industries and the powerful powerful people in the US and what they do with their money and how they spend their money and where they send their money and they've canceled him they they cut off he had an account or four accounts like something like that with Chase Bank 140 million dollars and they got so mad at what he said that they said we're closing your account here's your check for 140 million and the banks have the right to do that they have a right to say we don't like what you're saying so we're closing your account I'm okay with that you know we're going to live in a free country business has got to be free too but what I'm not okay with is that this guy is just just giving his opinion. He's just saying what he thinks. And if he said something like, I think all Jewish people are, are devils and we should just burn them all to stake. Well, then, yeah, that's, that's probably dangerous. That's probably, that's so far out there that I think no one would even take him seriously. But if you wanted to cancel the guy and not provide him any services because, you know, that, that could be considered a threat. But when he says things like, I don't approve of this. This is what it looks like to me. This is where money's going. How is that anti-Semitic? You know, people just assume that, or that they don't even assume. They just they just regurgitate what they hear, and they hear the term anti-Semite, anti-Semitism, anti-Semitic. They hear that, and so they just keep saying it over and over again. They don't realize that maybe what he's saying is true. Maybe there's some validity there. Maybe there's not. Who knows? But let's just say, let's just take an example. Let's just say there was this gang. And in this gang, everyone has green hair. And the green-haired gang just goes around town, and they break in cars, and they rob banks, and they beat up old ladies. And no one wants to talk about the green-haired people because they're kind of scared of them a little bit. And it's kind of weird to have green hair. So people don't want to really offend them or talk about them because... You know, not not everyone has green hair, and so we we kind of feel bad for the green-haired people. You know, let's just let's just be a little bit sweeter to them because they have green hair, and you know they can't help it. Their hair's green. That's just the way they were born. And let's just say that someone finally says, "Hey, guys, we've got to stop these people. They're robbing us. They're stealing from us, and and they all have green hair. What are we going to do about it?" And everyone jumps out and says, "You just hate green-haired people. You're just you you just." You're like Hitler, except with green hair. And this person's like, no, I just, I'm seeing a trend. It just so happens that the people have green hair. If I'm wrong, if they're not really robbing, if they're not really stealing, then okay. But my opinion is that the green-haired people are doing this, and lots of people are just sitting back and watching it. And because of that, except obviously in Kanye's example, the people aren't green-haired people, they're Jewish people. And so he's of the opinion that there's a lot of corruption that the people who control the media outlets are all Jewish and the people who control the banks are all Jewish and people who control whatever industry. I don't know. I'm, I'm not too familiar with it. But it's probably worth doing some research, right? It's probably worth looking into and seeing, hey, do these green-haired people, are they causing problems? Is there, is there things going on that we should know about? Because we now have the ability to exchange information. And a lot of things that happened in the past could have been thwarted if we would have just only known if we only knew if we only knew how hitler really felt you know then maybe we could have stopped him but this whole idea 
of immediately lashing out at someone and calling them anti-fill-in-the-blank because they have formulated an opinion, this needs to stop. Because what you're going to end up doing is you're going to start you're going to start making people scared to share their opinion. And sometimes opinions are right. And if they're right and you and you convince people not to share them, well now you're missing out on information that could change the that change the future. But let's just say that Kanye is right. And there is this group of people and they're a very tight-knit group of people and they share a religious faith and they're from the same part of the world and they speak the same and they talk the same. There's nothing wrong with that. There's just groups of people like that all over the world. But if you have a small group of people who are controlling much of the, of the country's wealth for their own benefit or their own gain, this is when they go after people like Microsoft and Google for being too big. But in this case, they can't do it, and no one would even want to because we're, we're stuck in this idea that if you go after someone... Whatever it is that characterizes them, whether it's their skin color, their hair color, their nose rings, their ethnicity, whatever it is about them, you, you instantly attack that. So we can't attack a trait and identify a common denominator. Otherwise, we're accused of hating the common denominator. You see how confusing that must be to like live in that world where you're not allowed to point out somebody's flaws because they have this other thing about them? Who thinks that's a good idea? Who thinks it's a it's a good free country if we're living in an environment that discourages people from sharing their opinion because they don't want to get screamed at because the the opinion that they formulated is about somebody who's in some group of people. Like that that is just so nonsensical. But here we are. Now now we have to defend Kanye who's like, hey, uh, I'm just putting my opinions out there. This is how I feel. I'm going to go after this. I see it. I've been at this level. I, he doesn't live like with us, guys. He doesn't He doesn't live where you aren't really sure what you're going to eat for dinner and don't know how you're going to get all your laundry done in time. He, does, he lives in a different world where he's around the, the world's wealthiest and most elite people. He sees things that we don't see. He hears things that we don't hear. So maybe there's some validity to his opinion. Maybe there's not, but I don't think we should be chastising people for sharing their opinions. And we're going to see what happens to them. They're going to try like hell to cancel them. Will they be able to? Who knows? But this this cancel culture, it's just escalated its way up. I mean, we're canceling countries for crying out loud. We're we're convincing people that anything with the with the word Russia in it is of the devil. And you know what? I want to freaking go to Russia. I want to go check it out. I want to go see what Russia's all about. Don't call me a, a Putin lover. What do they call it? They call, there's a, a Putin... A Putin protector. Or a Putin... Oh, here's what... You're a Putin sympathizer. I know one person specifically who doesn't like that that voice, but I don't care. I don't care. Until I hear back from anyone else, you know... I've asked for feedback on this stupid podcast for like five years now, and I've gotten one comment from one person. So until I can get anything meaningful, I'm just going to do what I want. I've been witch hunt since day one. I've been fighting acquisitions after acquisitions. So sue me. You know what? I like Kanye. I don't care. I don't care what anyone thinks. I like the fact that he speaks his mind. 
I like the fact that he's going up against the cancel culture because that's what we need. If we don't go up against the cancel culture, then we'll just keep canceling people and we'll just keep complaining about it. And people will say things like, oh, I don't want to lose my job or I just don't want to piss anybody off at the school board or I'm just I'm just going to keep my mouth shut. That's not my that's not my fight. Or I don't want to make all the soccer moms mad at me. Yeah. So fight the cancel culture. I tell you, if you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump and you ain't black. I like it when Joe Biden tells people whether or not they're black. OK, moving right along. You know, what's funny to me, and I didn't bring this up a week or so ago when it all went down. But you got Elon Musk, who's who's trying to take over the world. In a Twitter fight with the. The leaders of the Ukraine about Ukraine. I mean, what did we not think chaos would ensue whenever we allowed direct lines of communication between people around the world instantly and publicly? Because the way that you communicate publicly and the way you communicate privately are very, very different. I always say that these internet keyboard warriors who get on the, the Twitters and the Instagrams and the Facebooks and they just... They're always like some sarcastic, stupid little remark. They don't know who they're talking to. They're probably dissatisfied with their own life. And the minute you challenge something, they want to fight you. And I just think to myself, dude, I guarantee you, if we were having this conversation in person, you wouldn't be talking like that. But either way, so my point is that people people communicate differently, whether it's in the public light or the private light. And so we've given all these people these tools to communicate publicly, and we get to just sit there and watch, eat popcorn. I mean, we had to have known that whenever this experiment started, this whole idea of people talking to each other in public, that something would get kind of chaotic. So you've now got Elon Musk (laughs) suggesting to do a Twitter poll to see if Ukraine should go with Russia like Putin wants it to. And all the Ukrainian people got so mad at him. And he said, basically, the same thing I've been saying. And that is, one of these days, you guys are going to wish you would have just let Putin have it. Because he's going to end up with it. It's just a matter of how many people die and how much stuff gets destroyed in the interim. You know, I catch a lot of flack from a lot of people for saying things like, oh, you you just criticize the media because they don't go along with your opinion. And you're just critical of the media because they disagree with what you say. So I want to prove to you, I want to prove to you something. And then I'm going to, I got another point to make. The clip that it's about to play is, uh, I got it from the YouTubes and it's just a, it's a montage of a bunch of local news um, programs, <laughs> a bunch of local news outlets saying the exact same thing in the exact same way, the exact same sentence. So that shows us how much power these huge media conglomerates have and the, and that they're able to push whatever narrative they want to. Here, just take a listen. I know. I think I've played it before. Now that I pulled it up, I think I've played it before. But I'm going to play it again because it's important that you hear this. It's one minute and 39 seconds long. Just just listen. It's kind of hard to hear because you're playing multiple sound clips at the same time. But just listen to how they all fit together. How they, Don't worry about the words that are being said. Just listen to the 
structure of it, I guess. I don't know. You'll figure it out. You know what I mean. Fox San Antonio's Jessica Headley. And I'm Ryan Wolf. Our, Our greatest, greatest responsibility, responsibility is, is to, to serve, serve our, our Treasure Valley communities. The El Paso Las Cruces communities. Eastern Iowa communities. Mid-Michigan communities. We are extremely proud of the quality, balanced journalism that CBS 4 News produces. But we are concerned about plaguing our country. Plaguing our country. The sharing of biased and false news has become all too common on social media. More alarming, some media outlets publish the same fake stories without checking facts first. The sharing of biased and false, false news has, has become, become all too common, common on, on social, social media. media. More alarming, some media Unfortunately, some members of the media use their platforms to push their own personal bias and agenda to control exactly what people think. And this is extremely dangerous to our democracy. 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 Yeah, you know what's dangerous to our democracy? A bunch of people who don't understand what's really happening in the world acting like parrots. That is what's dangerous to our democracy. What a lot of people don't think about is that news journalists or most journalists who are appear on TV and TV programs they're just actors. They're not hyper aware of what's really happening. They're they're just really good at reading scripts and playing pretend and giving giving this persona of somebody who's just fair and balanced and wants to report to you what's happening. But really, these people could double as actors. They just they know to speak a certain way and act a certain way and talk and and hand gesture and eye contact and all that stuff is is part of their job. And if you have some little old lady who's sitting on her couch and and has never had the resources to go fact check things herself or look things up, well, she's probably going to believe them because she's been watching them for 15 years and she's seen them grow up and she's seen them have kids and she feels like she maybe built this relationship with them. And there's no way that that person on TV would lie to her they're a good person. They go out, they do community events, they do charity functions. And that's how I think this all goes down. I don't think I don't think that they're well, maybe they are actually actively trying to brainwash people. I don't know, but it's working. What whatever it is they're doing, we're seeing that it freaking works. There's one line right here that really stuck out to me when they said this right here. The sharing of biased and false news has become all too common on social media. More alarming, some media outlets publish the same fake stories without checking facts first. Now, do you see how they can use that clip to prepare you? So so they play that clip, right? And, and what it's saying, I'll just reiterate, is that there's social media outlets that are publishing things that are just not true. And they're publishing them without fact-checking them. And that is a threat to our democracy. So they're preparing you, right? They're, they're telling you, be on the lookout 
because these social media people, they might be publishing fake things. And it's true. They, they might. But then when you hear something that's unbelievable, you've already got that doubt in your mind that, you know what? They said that these people publish things without even fact checking them. Is that something that I really think is true? You know, I don't know. You know, these these Fox News Republicans, you know, they say they've got Hunter Biden's laptop. They say there's stuff all over it. But the FBI tells me that they don't. And the CIA says it's all fake. And all these my local news heroes are saying that it's fake. So you know what? It's probably fake. And then look what happens. Look what happens a year or two down the road. It comes out. Nope. We're just kidding. It was all real. There really is a laptop floating around that has countless videos of Hunter Biden doing coke off of the butts of strippers. It has email threads between Hunter and all of his business associates talking about giving the big guy 10%, referring to Joe Biden. All that comes out to be true because they couldn't hide it long enough. They couldn't. They knew that they would have to address it. They just wanted to get through the elections. See, we have to think in terms of what can I do to win? Because this is what the game is about. The game isn't about, uh, I hope they pick me so I can make the average life better for the average American. No. The game is, I hope they pick me so I can just keep getting richer and richer, and I can be the one in charge, and we can get more of my work done, and I can get more kickbacks from all the businesses that I'm in bed with. See, that's how it works. It doesn't matter if you're Republican or Democrat. You lead because you like to win and you like money and you like power and you like to be in a position where you control all of that. There was some some wise old philosopher who said something along the lines of anyone who wishes for power and leadership are, is someone who shouldn't have it. Uh, he's probably said it more grandiose than than that, but... It makes sense to me that people who want to be in control, and they want to be in charge, and they want to be the rule makers, those are the people that shouldn't be doing it. But unfortunately, our system doesn't have a way to weed those people out. But going back to the, the media-controlled narrative, you probably didn't even know what I'm about to tell you, is that there's a civil war in Ethiopia. Between 300 and 500,000 people have died. Why do you think you haven't heard of this? So there's um, there's some libertarian, not libertarian, people, you know, they always have the names for these people, federation, liberation, army group, whatever. There's some group in Ethiopia, and I haven't done a ton of research. I just learned about this about a week or so ago. But there's some group that's rising up and trying to overthrow the government. Well, the government is fighting back with its military, and they're bombing cities. They're using their own airstrikes on their own citizens. They're cutting off their resources. No power, no water, no food. And we're not even talking about it. I think there's been like the highest claims that I've heard is like 6,000 people have died in the Ukraine conflict. And it's like we're putting the pins on our lapels and we have to stand with Ukraine in solidarity. Send all your money there. We don't care if gas prices go up. We just want to help Ukraine. Yeah, how's that working out for you? But the media is in charge, not us. You only see what gets fed to you unless you seek things out, right? How do you know to go look up Ethiopia Civil War Crisis if nothing that you read on a daily basis chooses to publish it?
Did you know that Lebanon had a huge financial crisis in the last couple of years? People were going broke. People starving to death, just like Venezuela. Did you know that? No, my point is, is like, oh, I know everything, and you don't know anything. My point is, we're not in control unless you take the time to go research things on your own. You will only learn what you get fed. And you will only get fed that's which, of what's profitable. Who can benefit, right? Who's going to benefit if we go in and we stop Ethiopia from killing one another? Nobody. Who's going to benefit if we go in and we control the the hub of the Western Europe oil supply? Who's going to benefit? Oh, I don't know who. Everybody. Everyone will benefit, but mainly the U.S. So there's a reason that we're there. We're there to protect the oil, make sure that we can get in on the next round because we want to get Putin cut off from that oil supply, and then we'll pick up the slack. This is why I've come to the conclusion that we blew up the Nord Stream pipeline. I'm pretty sure that was Joe Byron or whoever's controlling him. And it will always be a secret. There will be a bunch of conspiracy theories, but we'll all just have to speculate. Okay, moving along. I think you guys now know my sentiments on who controls the talk of the day. It's not us. We don't get to pick it. It's up to the media. We just... What, they just put this, this carrot on the string. We just chase it. And every now and then we get to take a little bit of a bite of it, and they just put it out there a little bit further, and that's it. That's how they control us. Like baby birds in a nest, I tell ya. It was cold as hell. I should have let film stay in and let y'all see that, that one that's going to happen to that white woman for letting that damn baby in that road. You know, I was thinking the other day, I was thinking about since the midterms are approaching, voting and what to expect to see on the ballot. And if I could find a sample ballot so I could research some of the contenders. And then I thought, I wonder if it's a matter of time before we start seeing, oh, race, gender, ethnicity on the ballot. Because, you know, we're starting to see that in other places. And call me a racist, whatever you want to do, that's fine. But the the minute you call me a racist because I'm I'm pointing out that we see a sign in a grocery store that indicates the skin color or the ethnicity of someone who made the product. And if I'm a racist for that, just tune out. We'll never agree. We will never agree on anything. And there's no sense in you continuing to listen unless you're willing to tell me why that makes me racist. But I thought to myself, I bet it's a matter of time. And there's people right now that would say, well, no, of course we should never put race and gender and ethnicity on a ballot. And hey, you know what? I agree. I agree with that. We should not do that. But why don't we do it? If you were to suggest that to someone, you would just say, hey, we should put ethnicity on a ballot. They would say, well, why? Well, I mean, I just want to support. I want to support my people. But I thought we were supposed to be like colorblind and not vote based on that. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. Okay. sure. I, I guess. So then why do we put it everywhere else? Why do we have to use it to sell chorizo? Why do we have to say this is black employee-owned business support day? And I'm not the kind of person that says, well, if we're going to have the black business independent support day, we're going to have the white business independent support day too. I, I don't think we should have any skin color business blank support day. We just shouldn't have them of any kind anymore. But the reason that we don't put it on the ballots is because we don't want to be selecting people for the wrong reasons. Same reason maybe we don't want to put it for the chorizo. What do we just assume that the guy's Mexican so he can make better chorizo? That's pretty crappy. 
That's that's doing exactly what they don't want you to do. And when I say they, I'm talking about the people who thought it was a good idea to put the sign in front of the chorizo. If you don't remember or you didn't listen to the past episode, I got all bent out of shape. I was walking through the grocery store, and for whatever reason, freaking H-E-B, our grocery store here, feels the need to put on a sign the ethnicity of the people who make the product. And that will only lead to it being on the ballot. You'll hear things like, I'm the only Hispanic in this race who supports rights for Hispanic women. And I support all-out, full-blown abortion at any get, any given day on any time and Hispanic women. <laughs> You're going to see it. It's coming. It is coming. And that's how I know that, that this system will break. If we're we're doing the things that we tell people not to do, that we're we're replicating the behavior of that which we chastise, that's when things break. That is when things break. Like a diving board and a fat guy. God bless you all and may God protect our troops. Thank you. I'm sorry. There's a clip of Biden. <laughs> Ending his speech with thank you, may God bless you all, God bless our troops, and I'm sorry. One more time. God bless you all, and may God protect our troops. Thank you, I'm sorry. I just want to know what he was thinking. I want to know what he was sorry about, what he was about to say before they cut the mic off. I'm sorry. What are you sorry for, man? I just want to know because it's probably funny. And with that, I'm going to wrap up today's show a little bit shorter than normal. Like I said, today is a study day. I'm also going to do an episode of Old Dog New Tricks with my cousin homeboy Harry, which will be up whenever he puts it up as well. So I appreciate you listening to the Life in Paradise podcast, the only show on the interwebs that has nothing to do with the title. I'd like everyone to go out there, speak your mind, be respectful. Don't be a victim of the media baby nest feeding syndrome. Check yourself, support people who speak their mind as well. With that, I bid you peace. I'm living in that 21st century, doing something mean to it. Do it better than anybody you ever seen. Do it, screams from the haters, got a nice ring to it. I guess every superhero need his theme music. No one man should have all that power. The clock's ticking, I just count the hours. Stop tripping, I'm tripping off the power. Schools closed, the prison's open. We ain't got nothing to lose. Everybody. Wants-